Welcome to a podcast about wealth and life. We all know that our finances play a big part in how we live our lives. In this podcast, the advisors from Foster and Motley share insights and information about investment and financial planning topics and how they connect to your life. You've heard the phrase, for every action, there is a reaction. And it's somewhat the same in financial planning. The difference is, for almost every decision you make in your financial plan, there is a tax implication. Foster and Motley's Zach Binzer is here to talk about why working with an advisor who also does tax planning may be the way you want to go. I'm Patrice Sakura. Hey, Zach, it's good to talk to you again. How you been? Just got back from vacation, huh? Yeah, great to be back, Patrice. Thanks for having me again. And yeah, we had a great trip up to Cape Cod, got to visit a couple clients and spend some quality time with friends and family. Ah, oh, fantastic. But now we are going to get talking here about taxes. Are all investment accounts created equally or do the tax considerations vary? Everyone's favorite topic, taxes. <laughs> You're correct. There's several tools that we use in financial planning and those are tech, generally different accounts for different purposes, retirement accounts, education accounts, health savings accounts. And each of those carries with it a different tax implication, um, tax consideration that we have to factor in as we do the financial planning. You know, traditional or pre-tax IRAs and 401ks, Roth IRAs and 401ks, college savings accounts, also known as 529s, health savings accounts. These all carry with them different tax advantages and things, factors that we have to consider as we create a long-term financial plan for our clients. And life insurance even has some implications, doesn't it? You're correct. Yes. So some people factor in, you know, is term life is primarily paying a premium and getting a death benefit as someone passes, but there are other more diversified products available, whole life, variable whole life, annuities. Those types of products can also help clients achieve their financial goals, but carry with them more tax complications mm -hmm. that we have to consider as we make decisions to purchase those products or invest in those products. Is it better then to have diversity when you've come to these account types? Yeah, we are big proponents of obviously investment diversity, but we're also big proponents of account diversity. So we like to see our clients contributing and investing through a broad spectrum of account types, whether that's taxable accounts that you get taxed on your interest in dividends and capital gains year in and year out, traditional IRA 401ks where you get a tax deduction for putting the money in and then pay taxes when you take the money out later in life, and Roth accounts where you pay the taxes up front, you put the money in, and it can grow tax deferred and in most cases come out tax-free later in life. And the reason we like that diversity is because as we retire and move from being net savers to net spenders, the diversity of account types gives us freedom or at least opportunity to possibly control which tax bracket we are in early retirement. Typically, there's a big window of flexibility between retirement and when we take Social Security and later on when required minimum distributions start. So if we have that diverse stable, if you will, of account types, we can kind of pick and choose which tax bracket we want our clients to fall in, in that early retirement chapter. Okay. Uh, talk to me about some other strategies too, for estate planning, for instance. Yeah. So estate planning, you know, most people hear taxes and they think about income taxes, but there's also estate and transfer taxes. So gift taxes, estate taxes, when you pass away, 
And there's opportunities there for our clients to put strategies in place to be efficient in that in that side of the tax code, if you will. So do we want to utilize annual gift exclusions and give some of our wealth away each and every year to our loved ones? Or do we want to put estate planning documents in place that would make us most efficient with the lifetime exclusion upon our passing or our spouse's passing? So even things about you making decisions today that could impact you know, what happens when you pass away and having a complete picture of that as you work with your attorney or with your financial advisor or with your tax advisor can put you in complete control mm -hmm. and hopefully provide the most amount of efficiency allowed within the tax code. And you had already touched on, you know, balancing the Roth and traditional retirement accounts with taxable accounts, um, going from saving to spending. Talk a little bit more about that, especially when it comes to things like Medicare premiums, Social Security. As we alluded to earlier, you know, as you enter retirement and depending on your plan and when you start Social Security and, you know, before required minimum distributions start in your 70s, there is opportunity to choose which tax bracket you might fall into. But there's also other factors other than paying the least amount of taxes, and that's what premium you might pay for Medicare. So a lot of people's retirement also includes transitioning from an employer-based health benefit, health insurance, to the government-provided Medicare. And that starts at age 65. And what several people are unaware that your Medicare premium is income-based. Mm -hmm. So the more money you earn and the higher you pay in taxes, there also is an effect that you pay more for Medicare. And so as we work with our clients to most efficiently utilize their assets to provide for them in retirement, we also factor in what impact we may be having on their Medicare premiums. Because you could be focused on staying in the you know 10 or 12 or 22% tax bracket and realize a bunch of income electively, and then inadvertently your Medicare premium jumps a few hundred dollars a month. And that's not always a welcome surprise when the calendar flips. Absolutely. Okay, so we're talking about taxes here and what brings that to mind, rather that brings to mind a CPA. So is it a CPA that we're talking about working with versus a financial advisor? CPAs are definitely a, a trusted resource and have that reputation in the community of if I have tax questions, I go to a CPA. I would say that we here at Foster Motley have our financial advisors also well-versed in the tax code and tax strategies. And we can either be the primary advisor on a client's tax situation, or we can be a you know complementary partner to their CPA if they have a long-term trusted relationship with that individual. And so, you know, some CPAs serve the role of just helping you file your tax returns and right. you talk to them in February and March and sign your return in April and then say, see you next year. <laughs> um, some CPAs are very much more hands-on. They may be advising on your business throughout the year. They may be helping you with quarterly payments, you know, on a four times a year basis. So they may be more aware and more active, but like I said, we can do the whole thing for our clients or we can just serve in a complementary role to that CPA relationship. The key, I think the key outcome is that, you know, whether it's us or the CPA or a combination of both is that the client is achieving the most tax efficiency that is available to them. And I think it's key to, to focus in on, yeah, we want to be as efficient as we can be in the current year, but we also want to focus on being as efficient as possible 
over the course of your remaining lifetime. So for some people that could be 60 years, 40 years, 30 years, 10 years, but there's opportunity to do things both in the current calendar year as we sit here in 2023, but we could also be making decisions and putting strategies in place that could be affecting you know, 2030, 2040, 2050, depending on how old you are. And that's both on the income tax side of things, as well as the estate planning tax side of things that we mentioned earlier. I love the point that you made with the CPA. Sometimes you only see them once a year. And by the time you see them, it's too late because what you're filing for is a year that is gone. You can't make changes then. You're, you're correct. A lot of the, the opportunities for clients involves action during the calendar year. And so if you start the dialogue with your tax preparer in February, you're two months late. Mm-hmm. There are a few exceptions that allow us to make decisions up until the time we file our tax returns. Um, that's primarily for self-employed people with retirement plans available to them. But for the most part, if we're we're doing things about income realization on an elective basis, say we want to realize capital gains at strategic rates, or we want to do a Roth conversion, or we just want to make an IRA distribution, those things tend to have to happen in the calendar year and therefore have to be executed prior to 1231. And so again, if you're talking to your CPA in February, it's too late. And that's where a more hands-on approach, whether with a more active CPA or with a financial advisor, can be a very large benefit to you and your family. All great stuff here, Zach. Is there something we haven't touched on that you think we should? No, I think you know at a high level, the tax code, like I said, is something that most people want to avoid or pay as little as in taxes as possible. But having a clear-cut strategy that's been you know, well thought out, well communicated, and empowers our clients to make a decision now, again, whether that affects the current year or later in life, you know, empowering our clients to make sound decisions is the end game here. All right. How can people reach you at Foster and Motley? Sure. You can find us uh, at fosterandmotley.com. That's probably the best way. There's an info inbox and also some case studies on our website if you'd like to learn more at an arm's length. All right, great. Zach, thanks so much. That was great stuff. And listeners, make sure you plan for taxes and any implications of financial planning. Follow and subscribe to this Foster and Motley podcast and share with others who you believe would be interested. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to Foster and Motley, a podcast about wealth and life. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information discussed and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Foster and Motley. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Keep in mind that rules and regulations are subject to change. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions regarding your financial planning and investments. Foster & Motley is not affiliated with any third-party providers. Any mention of a third-party provider does not imply an endorsement of that provider. If you decide to utilize a third-party provider, you do so at your own risk.